another week, another pay-per-view. AEW Revolution coming up this week, and we're going to talk about all of that, as well as Cody Rhodes coming to SmackDown this week. A couple of WrestleMania matches now confirmed. Lots of stuff happening. It is the busiest time of year. Andy and I can't do it alone. We're bringing on a special guest. What a week it's going to be here on the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast. The bomb drops now. Welcome to this edition of the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast, a show that is for the fans, by the fans. My name is Chris Belcher, your phenomenal host. With me, as always, is Mr. Andy York. And I told y'all we had a very special guest. Andy, the Stinger has joined us. I can't believe it. <laughs> it's the interview you've always wanted to do. Isn't it? Yeah. I know. Sting, no. <laughs> oh. No. No. Usually that's the reaction Jen gives me when she gets home. <laughs> Oh my goodness, <laughs> Mr. Rosario Grillo, one half of the greatest tag team of all time, TSF. Man, how's it going? It's going, man. It's going. How are you guys doing? You know what? Good. Living the dream. Don't wake us up. It's another great <laughs> week in wrestling. We're going to talk all the things. Uh, make sure that you are following us at PBW Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Make sure you're checking out mine and Andy's work over on WrestleBuddy. Some fantastic pieces over there. Not to pat ourselves on the back too much, but pat ourselves on the back. Some good stuff happening over at WrestleBuddy and our boy Tyler Peters and the crew over there doing some good stuff. Uh, make sure you are subscribed to this podcast. Subscribe to our other podcast, the PBWF, which is coming back the week of WrestleMania. So stay tuned. We are just a couple of weeks away from that. So make sure you subscribe to us. Make sure you buy a T-shirt over at ProWrestlingTees.com. I think they're having a sale this weekend. I think so. 20% off. Um, we'll try to share the code on social media if we think about it. But nonetheless, 20% off. Buy one of our shirts, but buy one of the fancy TSF T-shirts. Make sure you support those guys as well. I know Look at you, there's a perfect example of it right there. Just the beautiful, the beautiful T-shirts that you can get at ProWrestlingTees.com backslash. Hunter's not here to make the tag anymore. Tag TSF. <laughs> oh my goodness. Poor Hunter. Hunter's out working today. He didn't want to join us. He's throwing he's, us he's off. Shov he's shoveling those breadsticks. Mm, man. Is he going to bring you home any? Uh, we don't live together anymore. Oh, what? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that, that's a, that's a great place to start. We've had you on this show before. You are a very fantastic guest. We love catching up with you. Uh, we don't only talk to you at CCW shows. We don't only talk to you on the podcast. We talk to you on the regular. We yeah. catch all of our listeners up on, on what's going on. I know you've had some injuries, and, and we'll talk about that. But how are things, man? How's it going? So, yeah, it's a little different. As I said, Hunter and I aren't living together. Uh, nothing happened or anything. It's just Jen and, I decided, <laughs> no, Jen and I just decided we wanted to get our own place together. And uh, him and Trip got their own place together as well. Um, Jen, you know, she works far away from where we used to live. So we wanted to move for it was a little bit easy for her to get to work, but also easy for me to get to the airport and get to the Nightmare Factory as well, uh, even though I can't really use it that much anymore. Um but it's it's been good, you know. Uh, it it sucks because I've been hurt the whole time we lived in this house. I actually, uh, the day we moved in uh, was right after I had surgery. So as soon as I got out of the uh, the hospital bed, wheeled my ass to the car, and then we went right to my new house. 
so that was fun, which was an hour away. So at least you didn't have to be the one to like move everything in, right? No. So actually, it was my dad who's still here because I can't drive. I can't do anything on my own, really. Now I can a little bit, but I can't drive or anything like that. Uh, Jan helped as well, but uh, Dean, uh, you know, my buddy, my former roommate and tag partner and stand-in, stand-in buddy, uh, he came down in his spare time and he helped us move and helped me get through, you know, the beginning couple of days of surgery as well. Nice. Well, tell everybody, I know it's, it might not be fun to relive, uh, but briefly recap everybody as, as to what happened. We see the crutches there. You're talking about can't walk and can't drive and, and all the things just recap quickly and tell everybody what happened in case they missed it. Hey, we can cut that part where I looked over here for my crutches, right? Even though they're right here. Cool. <laughs> no, no we very much enjoy <laughs> <you> doing that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, unfortunately, uh, three days after Christmas, I suffered an injury against House of Black on Elevation. You can go check it out. It's on Elevate. It's on YouTube. Uh, you know, please watch it. It's not like the money lines my pockets. But, hey, the more people know about me, the more I can maybe I don't know, get signed and get a rematch against House of Black. For, you know, just kidding. House of Black is, you know, they didn't do anything. Obviously, it was an unfortunate incident. Uh, I just, you know, I psychosided myself is the best way to say it. You never want to go full psychosid. But, unfortunately, I went full psychosid and uh, I came off the top rope and I broke. At first, they thought it was just my fibula. So when I went to the hospital, they gave me x-rays and they were like, yep, your leg is broken. And I was like, okay, cool. What about my ankle? Because it really hurts. And they were like, nope, your ankle's fine. And I was like, are you sure? Because it really hurts. And they're like, yeah, it's just because you broke your fibula. And I was like, okay. So uh, we were in Colorado when that happened. So I then had to get an Uber to the airport get through the airport where thankfully I had the best Uber driver of all time. He parked, went inside, found a wheelchair and someone to wheel me to my gate. So what a guy to him, uh, flew back to Jersey cause Jen was at my parents' house cause we spent Christmas there and uh, all my stuff was still there. So we went back to Jersey, spent four days there. And then I had to fly to Atlanta, wait five days to see the doctor where they eventually found out, Oh no, no, it's not just my leg. My ankle is fractured, completely dislocated from my leg, just dangling there. And I tore all the ligaments in my ankle. So for nine days, my ankle wasn't attached and I had no painkillers. Nobody would give me any medication. So I was just raw dog in the pain. Uh, But fast forward, geez, it's been over two months since I got hurt now. Uh, I'm getting closer to walking. I just started being able to put a shoe on and, and walk a little bit. Uh, so it's getting better. I'm hoping only another month or so in the boot because I am so sick of being in this thing. Jeez. Oh my gosh. But, yeah. It's been a, it's been eventful. It's been eventful. I also had like injured my elbow in that match too. Um, <laughs> and that kind of just went by the wayside. Excuse me. I'm battling an eyelash right now. That is just whipping my behind. Man, um, ankles, legs, dude. eyelashes, bro. The kid can't catch a break. Right. Oh my <laughs> uh, Jesus, I'm really jobbing out to this thing over here. So, <laughs> so you really did like psycho Sid yourself. That is oh wild. yeah, full psycho Sid. Full psycho Sid. Never want to do it. I saw some people being hesitant to say that online. Go ahead. I psycho Sid myself. There's no way around it. You can make the jokes. Um, I still have never seen the injury. Uh, I've never watched the match fully. The only things I've seen from it. Oh my god, I'm losing this battle badly. Um, the only things I've seen was our entrance. And the spot that I ran with Malachi. 
because I think mm-hmm. he had posted it on his TikTok, and I just happened to see that. But uh, yeah, from everyone's reaction when they see the video, I was there. I don't need to relive it. Usually, it's a whole bunch of. Oh, that is that you in in on the okay. Oh, oh, yeah, no, yeah, you broke your leg. Wow. Yeah, uh, seeing the video when it happened, it was it was it was rough. I will ask though, because I mean, obviously, working with a guy like Malachi is probably a dream come true in in some sense, even though it didn't end the way that you wanted it to. What was that like working with the House of Black with Malachi and and them? It was uh, it was all kind of surreal because it happened so fast. It was one of those things where. Uh, Usually, you know, you go in, you check the board, see if you have your match. If you don't have your match, you kind of just go about your day. And, you know, with our job, we have stuff to do throughout the day as well. So it was one of those things, check the board, didn't have a match. And we're like, okay, cool. Started to run some of the errands we had to run. And then we got a text, hey, get back here. You guys in Hagane, House of Black. I was like, what? I'm, I'm not, I didn't tan. I was told I didn't have a match, so I didn't tan. Uh, I'm not prepared. Because, you know, it's – you got to get prepared mentally almost to have a match sure. as much as you do physically. So I had to run back to the hotel. I threw on Tanner as fast as I could. Uh, <laughs> I missed a whole bunch of spots and it was pretty cool just to be able to, you know, to have a match with them. Those are, th- you know, pretty big guys in the industry, uh, pretty big names. And, you know, they're going for the trios titles this Sunday. I hope they lose. Uh, no offense to them, but you know, I need a job. So um <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty cool. I would love to, you know, even though it ended poorly, I would love to run it back again. Actually, uh, I won't be the last time I made that statement. So that's a little Easter egg for you. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was pretty cool to to share the ring with him and, until the end. But yeah. Awesome. So. Yeah, you guys appeared, you specifically had an appearance on Dynamite through, they had a, there was a little scuffle that, that you had a, uh, a quick little cameo. If if anybody missed it, go back and watch it. Uh, I saw it. I mean, I, I remember watching it live, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> uh, so I was pretty pumped. But so you had that little scuffle. Then you had the match on Elevation. Was this? Uh, we didn't ask you if we could ask you this, but I'm going to ask you on the air. Um, you can share as much as you can. Was that going anywhere? Was there any story? I think it was- or was it just? It was just one of those coincidences that just so happened. And I think it was something that we kind of realized after the match, we were like, Oh, wait a minute. There was kind of something there. We ran out to stop them on dynamite. Dean was with me as well. So like it kind of fit together. Um, And then the match happened. And then now they're, I mean, the answer is no, it wasn't going, it would just happen to be that just who was in the match that day. But now looking at it, if there's more time from, you know, the trios, title segment to the pay-per-view maybe i could have pitched to get it in there somewhere but sure no it just it just happened to be one of those coincidences i got you it would have made a lot of sense uh it just it was weird to me that you wrestled them when you got hurt and then before that like i said you had the scuffle so i thought i didn't know if those two were connected in any way or you know anything like that but that's really interesting we don't want to dwell too much on your injury though we want to talk about positive things uh, you are a wrestler. You are one of our favorite wrestlers. So we like to talk about wrestling. Um, so we are going to do that before we preview um, Revolution, though. Let's talk a little bit about AEW, or sorry, WWE. You mentioned the Nightmare Factory. You trained there. You trained under uh, the man that is about to headline WrestleMania, and that is Cody Rhodes. First of all, as Cody's friend, how freaking cool is that? <laughs> So that's so weird to hear you say as his friend, because just 
he's someone I looked up to. He's one of the reasons I got back into wrestling and then he became my coach. And it was so cool. It was so cool. Even, you know, I wish it was a surprise when he came back in the rumble, but I, I think we all knew he was going to come back in the rumble, just knowing the type of guy he that he is and just how dedicated and how strong he is that he wanted to come back. And it was very clear that, Hey, he's got to get to WrestleMania. He's got to, he's got to finish the story. So that was really cool. And uh, he's, you know, Cody's awesome. He deserves all of this. And he's been someone who has checked in on me a lot since I've been hurt, which right. I've needed to have someone who, you know, is your trainer, is your mentor, is your hero and a friend who won the Royal Rumble. And then the next day is checking in on you, how you feel like that's just the type of guy he is like the stuff you see on TV. It's not an act like he's just he's just that genuine of a person. And uh, Ricky Starks, uh, he just did an interview and I saw a bit of it today where people were asking him about um Crap people with the interviewers asking him about him being at the Royal Rumble. And he was like, Cody's my friend. Cody was there for me when I was hurt. He was there for me before I was even in AEW giving me advice. Like he's a good person. He's a good friend. And that's just the type of guy he is. And that's also the type of guy Ricky is. You know, Ricky was when I got hurt, he was one of four people who were in the dressing room or the locker room with me, trying to calm me down and and console me and talk me through everything. It was him, it was Captain, it was Dean, and it was my buddy Shane. Um so, you know, that's Cody is a great person and then he surrounds himself with even better people. So he's just a great guy. And to to see the success that he has and to know him personally, it's it's pretty awesome. I know that through my experience with working in media, uh, obviously I'm not a, a big time media guy, but I, I've done some things and I've interviewed some college football coaches and all that kind of stuff. But uh, in in doing those things, I realized that some of the best interviews and information and podcasts that you can have is when you can share personal stories so for those of you who have listened and have heard grillo on our show before yes we do ask him about cody but it's not necessarily from yes andy and i are very vocal about how big a fans of cody that we are but it's it's about grillo has a personal connection with cody and he can tell incredible stories that nobody else can tell so when when he comes on the show, it's not like we're bringing him on just to talk about Cody. You know, what everybody that is listening may not know. We have a great relationship outside of just doing this. Uh, but with that being said, asking about Cody behind the scenes, how much were you around him during his recovery of his torn pec? What was that process like if you got to see anything like that? Uh, yeah, no, I, I really wasn't. I didn't see him much when he was hurt. I think I had saw him like one time during his recovery. Um, you know, mind you, I was traveling a lot with, with work, so I was always gone. And uh, where I used to live was really far away from where the, uh, the school is now. So it was hard for me to get there. It was like two hours round or two hours each way just to get there with, with Atlanta traffic. So I wasn't going as much during his recovery, too. Um, but I, I would just text him every now and then just to see how he's doing. You know, he's he's a dedicated person. He had that goal in mind and he didn't care what anyone told him. And look where he is now. Uh, so I wasn't around him, but his recovery has been like a, a goal, not a goal, but it's something that I look up to when I'm having my moments where I'm like, I can't walk. Do I even want to wrestle anymore? Like it's so hard for me to go to like, just to get up and go to the bathroom. Like, do I even want to wrestle? And it's like, Oh, this guy had no arm and went on to put on a five-star match, then get right. surgery, come back and win the rumble. I think you can come back too. And obviously I'm nowhere near the level of 
Cody, but like having those thoughts where I'm assuming he had those thoughts as well at one point. And now look, look where he is. So I, I don't know what his recovery is like, but from what we all saw together, it was enough to, it's enough to keep me going. Well, yeah, I think, and then, you know, obviously I don't, I've only met Cody one time. It was an NWA show and he was the nicest wrestler I've ever met in my entire life was Cody Rhodes. Like he talked no to offense, me. Girl. No offense to you. No offense to you. But like, it was one of those where like you paid to see him and like some wrestlers, like you pay to see them, you go see them for two seconds and they like shoo you on. Cody had like a five minute conversation with me just right. like talking one-on-one. And so you can kind of see that genuineness come through. And I think that's why, you know, one of my biggest concerns with Sammy getting as hot as he was and Cody coming back at the same time, it was like the perfect storm for Cody's return to, to wind up to be a disaster if they didn't handle it properly. But I think part of the reason why it's working so well is fans are, seeing this is really the real Cody Rhodes. Like this is Cody Rhodes that people love to see. I mean, every time he's mentioned, even when Sammy mentioned him after the Montreal match, the crowd popped for Cody. So I think that you can definitely tell that genuineness of Cody coming through. And that's why he's working so well. Plus, you know, everybody knows his backstory, how hard he worked to get back to WWE, to be back to the main event guy that he knew he always was but he had to prove it. He went out and proved it. And I think people are finally respecting him for that. Yeah. I mean, he, I was, uh, I met some of my neighbors the other day and uh, their kids are all wrestling fans. And before I even said I was trained by Cody or knew him or anything, I, I was like, Hey, who's your favorite wrestler? They all said Cody. They're like, yeah. Cody's our favorite. We love Cody. And I, yep. I happened to text him. Jen saw him the following day and told him, and I just texted him too. And I was like, Hey, so I met all my neighborhood kids and like everyone loves you. Like you're their favorite wrestler. Like that's gotta be kind of cool. Well, you know, we were there for his return at WrestleMania, posted the video. I literally almost passed out. Like I I was so elated. I knew it was him. I knew it was him, and it still didn't matter. I was so elated that he was back. So it was I missed the Undertaker's entrance to go buy a t-shirt immediately. So like <laughs> that's how Cody was with me was in that moment. It's so good because we've talked uh grillo a lot on this podcast about the just the the position the conundrum that dotobi is in with this Sami Zayn and with this cody Rhodes stuff and you know is sammy going to overshadow cody and is cody really that over are his promos going to get old are people going to start rejecting him but you telling a story like that like kids in georgia they they probably don't even know that cody lives in in that general vicinity but yet he's their favorite wrestler and it's not just those kids that that's true for so when cody starts i hate to compare him to john cena because i'm not saying it's john (laughs) cena level but when he starts resonating that way that's when you know this is the right way to go whether he wins or loses at wrestlemania that's up for debate but this is the right direction to go WWE is making the right decision by not incorporating sammy yeah, no, I mean, so also, why can't it be John Cena levels? Like, you already look at the merch he's pushing. Yeah. Like, if you watch Raw or even SmackDown, just look at the crowd and, like, the yep. ima- you can just count them out, all the people wearing Cody shirts, whether it's WWE Cody shirts, AEW, Bullet Club Cody, like, they're all there. And as much as the kids are going wild for him, the, the parents are going crazy for Cody, too. You see the kids with, like, the, the foam weight belts. Mm-hmm. Even the on Monday night when he gave his belt to that little girl, how, how like, how much it made their life. Yeah, that he's was just, so like, awesome. So he's, that been, he's been, 
it's unprecedented kind of what he's doing, you know, because like obviously he went, he was in WWE's people knew who he was, and then he was just larger than life presence and in AW and on the Indies and in New Japan. And then he came back for a little bit and was hurt and went away. And just look at the like the amount of fans he had. Like he he's been gone longer than he was there, essentially. And the, everyone loves him. Like they're in, and as they should. Well, I think you know, I think I even saw <clears throat> during Rumble weekend. He sent out a tweet or something saying, I'm sorry, my merch has already been sold out. Like, they're trying to get more. But, like, two nights in, not even two nights, I think it was, like, the first night they were there, they sold out completely. Yeah, I think the Superstore opened on, I don't know if it was open on that Thursday. I had a buddy that was there, so I'm I'm trying to remember what he said and get the timeline right. I don't know if it was open on Thursday or not, but I know it was open on Friday, and it was by Friday evening before the Rumble that the Cody merch was sold out. Well, even at Mania when he came back, the next day – it was very hard to find that Cody T-shirt. Yep. Couldn't, so. You couldn't get it. It was it was insane. So um, I hope WWE is ready for the craze that WrestleMania will be with his merch because it's going to be insane. <laughs> um, we'll see. All right. Enough about Cody. Uh, it's it's great that we can talk to Gorilla and get those personal stories about Cody. But let's get your thoughts on some other WWE stuff. We saw another WrestleMania match confirmed on Monday. Brock Lesnar and Omos. Grillo, instant reaction to this. Brock has had so many legendary matches, but on the flip side, man, Omos, this will be his third WrestleMania match, and he's been in there with some big guys as well. They're putting him in some big spots. What's your initial thoughts on this? It's interesting just because, you know, we don't know what type of match it's going to be. Like, obviously, they're, I mean, they could go out and do a 60 minute classic, but who (laughs) who knows if they're going to do that? And, you know, they're two literal larger than life guys like those are two of the biggest guys you've ever seen so you when they get in the ring like what you can't imagine what what's gonna happen i hope they reinforce the ring as they always say that's right (laughs) (laughs) yeah i so for a brock match this feels weird yes for a wrestlemania match but i mean if you listen i mean if you believe the dirt sheets and everything that's come out brock had like the bray wyatt match that they pitched him and he himself went nope i'm not doing that and then they're doing this omos thing which he apparently is all on board for so you know i'm i don't think it's going to be great i don't think it's going to i think it's going to be just like lashley and omos was last year the purpose of this is just to watch brock throw omos around the ring for about five minutes and i'm i mean if they do the ring spot where the ring collapses and breaks then oh my gosh do it that would be fantastic but you know it's just it's a big attraction match that you always have at WrestleMania with two dudes that are not as, that should not be that big and move as fast as they move and do the things they do. That shouldn't be the thing that you watch, but it's, it's always very interesting. I'm just hoping Brock bust out the shooting star press again for this one. Oh, wow. I need to see it. I think there's, you know, there's nothing better than a motivated Brock. Yeah. When he, when he, wants to work with the people he's working with and, and the stipulation that he's in. So it's going to be a guaranteed, like let, like a rememberable match. Yeah. Yep. For sure. Gorilla, what do you think is motivating Brock here? Like I know that Omos has only, he's really only had a handful of matches. Like we saw when he was tagging with AJ Styles that he barely got in the ring in any of those matches. Uh, the few spotlights that he's had, and we've even seen him go away for a long time and, and finally come back. What's motivating Brock, do you think, in your opinion, with this? I think he's just having fun. I think if you look at him, like he's himself for the first time almost, 
or sure. who he is now at least and he just gets to portray that and go out there and have fun and make a lot of money like he gets that's living the dream you get to be yourself and make a buttload of money right. so and i think you know what what else is there for him to do like there's there's a lot of people for him to go through but like why not you know what do they always say in prison you, you want to make a statement you go up and you shank the biggest person there he's going after the <laughs> biggest person on raw that's right that's true um grillo if you had to put a number on this chances that omos wins this match at wrestlemania 37 percent. wow that's very specific i like it andy uh, what do you think five percent i'm gonna meet you guys in the middle and i'm gonna say like 20 yeah. percent i think there's a good i think there's honestly a shot that brock might put him over but it's WrestleMania and people want to see Brock. So I don't know how well that'll go, but I think there's a better chance of Brock getting DQ'd than losing, like losing by pinfall. I well, think that's, that's, that's the, point. that's like the Brock MO right now is, Oh, I'm about to lose. Let me just kick them in the nuts. <laughs> hey, it's not a bad, it's not a bad <laughs> idea. You know, get out of jail free card almost. It works. <laughs> that's right. All right. Let's move on to another, well, not confirmed match, but we saw Becky Lynch and Lita capture the uh, the women's tag team championship on Raw with the help of Trish Stratus. We're seemingly Andy headed towards the six man tag or six woman tag rather that we thought we were going to get, mm -hmm. but then there's a lot of signs that are still pointing to Ronda and Shayna, and will we see that tag match? I know we talked about Becky and Ronda being on opposite teams, not being one on one on one. But now that this is confirmed, like we're seemingly getting the involvement of Trish and Lita in WrestleMania this year. Yeah, I think I think that six woman tag is almost guaranteed. I wouldn't be shocked if Becky and Lita didn't pull double duty somehow. Okay. And do the tag titles like night two, do the six woman tag night one. Um, but I think it was I mean it's cool. Becky and Lita are like the perfect tag team. They're like the same person, <laughs> copied and pasted. And then you had, excuse me, I don't know, I'm losing this battle. Um, <laughs> uh, then you had uh, Trish coming back, which I think we all kind of figured was going to happen, but still, like, I popped for it when her music hit because she was not going to pop for Trish. Right. And uh, she's, I mean, she looks like she can still go with the roster today. So she, it, it will be very interesting to see what happens. She looked better doing her moves on the outside of the ring than Lita looked on the inside, if I, well, if I can go out on a limb. Yeah, a little honest. Really, what's your thoughts on this? Uh, big Trish so, Lita fan from back in the day. Of course, of course. Uh, I'm actually really excited for it. I hope so. Now that you said the double duty, I would love that. That'd be awesome. So this way we get we get a little bit what we want and a little bit what they want. I would rather them do the six man. And the reason being, I said this to so when you said you popped for it and we all knew it was happening, so did I. I was sitting outside with my dad and Jen, but we can kind of hear the TV and. I heard like the I heard blah 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 Trish Stratus and then they hit the finish and I was like wait did they just say Trish Stratus did they just win the titles what's happening right now and like <laughs> and around it but usually I don't like um, legends coming back it, so WrestleMania is a little different because it's an attraction show and mm -hmm. if you like people get mad when celebrities are on or this is on but or legends come back but if you like, go back to the first WrestleMania what was there. It was a grand spectacle. There was performances and dancers and yep. a whole bunch of celebrities. That's that's what WrestleMania is. So and for for them, not that you know women's wrestling back then. Now there weren't great women's wrestlers, but now with the revolution and everything, there's a lot of great women's wrestlers. 
that yep. traditionally didn't get to work with. And there's a lot of things that they weren't allowed to do back then that women are allowed to do now in wrestling, whether that's main eventing a pay-per-view or WrestleMania a raw, or they're having war games or this or that. There's a lot of things that women get to do now in wrestling that Trish and Lita unfortunately didn't get to. So it's cool to see them back to be able to do those things with high class wrestlers too. Yep. I mean, yeah, we're not putting them in there with just anybody on the roster. We're putting them in there with Bailey. Dakota Kai and EO Sky, who have been running Monday Night Raw yeah. since SummerSlam. Yeah. So it's, it's a big deal. It's not like we're just using them for the sake of using them. And then, Grillo, to your point, like Trish and Lita were the first women to main event Raw yep. in 2002. What an incredible match that was. So, again, not like they're just facing whomever. It's not like we're just picking a random legend to bring back. Yeah. These are arguably two of the best women's wrestlers of mm -hmm. all time. Oh, and by the way, Becky Lynch, who may, was the first woman to win a main event at WrestleMania, yep. she's going to be in there with them. Like it's, yep. it's a big, big spot. Like, girl, like you said, WrestleMania is a spectacle. That's the spot for this to happen. And I think this, like specifically this year at WrestleMania, this is the first WrestleMania that I can remember in a long time that it doesn't necessarily need the legends, like on, especially on the men's side. Like sure. it does not need. We don't need Stone Cold. We don't need The Rock. We don't but need man. Goldberg. Like if they're there, if they're there, that's awesome. <laughs> but like the main event this year doesn't feel like a letdown because it's Roman and Cody. Right. A young up, like a a a new face sort of in Cody, even though we all know him. But mm. he's finally getting this push against the guy in the company, the guy of professional wrestling in Roman Reigns. But then you've also got like, you know. Brock is doing great work. Bobby Lashley doing great work. Bray's doing great work. And then you look at the women's division and it's like Bianca Belair is probably going to have the match of the weekend at WrestleMania again. Like she's, yep. she's done it two years and three years in a row. Really? Three years in a row. This is, this is going to be like the fourth year in a row that she's done yeah. that. So like you, you don't need the legends, but when you add someone like Trish and Lita who, yes, they get their flowers for what they did but they didn't get to do everything they were capable of doing. Yep. Now they get that chance and that opportunity and man, Trish and like Rhea Ripley going at it, Lita and Rhea Ripley going at it. Like there are so many different options that I'm so excited for Beth Phoenix. You can throw in there too. Like Beth Phoenix is someone that Rhea Ripley, if she wins the title, the first opponent I want her to face is Beth Phoenix. And I think mm -hmm. that worked really, really well. I think so too. I think you're right on. Uh, but speaking of using legends and celebrities and stuff for WrestleMania, this WrestleMania may not need it, but Grillo, Seth Rollins, and Logan Paul <laughs> are about to tear the dang house down. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. I was so excited when I know I know the crowd wasn't, but when Logan showed up at Elimination Chamber, I was hyped. I was like, oh, let's go. We're actually gonna get this. This is gonna be yep. a banger. Logan Paul's he's doing unbelievable stuff for someone who just started to wrestle and Seth is amazing. So I can't imagine those two in a ring together at WrestleMania. They're going to do something stupid and it's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. You, I mean, I, I agree with Andy that Bianca is on track to probably have the match of WrestleMania, but that Seth Rollins, Logan Paul match is going to give it some competition for oh, sure. Yeah. Those are the two matches we're going to talk about after WrestleMania. Hands I, down. I think the main event too. Well, I, yeah, I think so too. I'm not going to, I'm not going to discount what Cody but, and Roman are going to do, but yeah. From a oh my gosh, which this like this year we were we just mentioned those three. There's also the possibility of Sammy and KO versus the Usos, which 
is going to tear the house down anyway. I don't know what's going to happen with that. Right, but like even if we do get that match, that match is going to be absolutely killer. So like there's there's multiple matches that you could watch that could absolutely steal the show. You know, there's rumors floating around, and I want to see this that we could see Jimmy and Jay one on one. Too soon. Mm-hmm. It's too soon for that. Oh, yeah, that they, I, do want, I do want to rush up like that. I know. Wait till like I've seen it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. SummerSlam is. I'd wait. I'd yeah, wait. SummerSlam's a long time to wait, though. Yeah. You want to? I don't know what the I don't know what the right answer is with that one, but since I will be in the building at WrestleMania, I will not be disappointed <laughs> if we see Jimmy versus Jay. Also, maybe when they did, go. Go ahead. Maybe when they go overseas. There you go. Maybe. Well, they allowed overseas. Oh, that's true. <laughs> oh. <laughs> They were barely allowed in Canada, so I don't know if they can go overseas or not. <laughs> oh, good grief. <laughs> oh, because they, they didn't go to didn't, Clash no. at the castle. They weren't at the last couple of side shows. Yeah, so I don't know. Uh, no, were they? No, I don't think so. Maybe not. All right. Lots of WWE talk. <laughs> Lots of fun stuff on the road to WrestleMania. Make sure you keep it locked in right here. The Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast, a show that is for the fans, by the fans. Follow us at PPW Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Subscribe to this feed. Give us a five-star review. We would appreciate it. Andy, it's WrestleMania season, so coming very soon is a week full of WrestleMania content. We do this every year. It's going to be a lot of work. I can see it on your face. But we crank out a (laughs) brand-new episode every single day, the week of WrestleMania, to make sure that we catch you up on all the old school, the new school, and everywhere in between. But during that week, Andy, is going to be the season two draft of our fantasy booking show, the PBWF. Yep. Can't wait for that to drop. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Andy, of course, is with me. Uh, Mr. Rosario Grillo, one half of TSF, is with us. Make sure you follow him R, at TSF on Twitter. Uh, is a great guest, a great friend of ours. Uh, recovering from an injury right now, we know he's going to be back in the ring Hopefully sooner rather than later, uh, it will be a long recovery process, but we're going to keep our fingers crossed, throw up the thoughts and prayers for Mr. Grillo. Uh, but in the meantime, let's talk about AEW. Revolution is this weekend, and it's seemingly headlined. I say seemingly because I'm not convinced it's going on last. MJF, Brian Danielson, 60-minute Iron Man match for the World Championship. Grillo, what do you think? Should they put that on last, or do you think, because AEW pay-per-views have the tendency to go long sometimes, do you think the audience is ready for a a a three-and-a-half-hour show and then an hour match between two guys? So I'm in favor of it going first. Um, not Not that it can't go last. I just think something like that is a hell of a way to start your show off. Like, uh, you know, people always call it the Brock rule. If you're not last, you're first. That's right. Which would be great, but it just it seems like it just seems like a match that also hey, the main event isn't always a main event sometimes. We learned that from way with Rock Hogan, uh, that sometimes you may even if you're in the main event, you're not in the main event. Uh and there's a lot of matches on this card that could take take that spot as being, you know, the main event that's not in the main event. But I think if they went first, I don't know, it just how often does that happen? You know, why it's a chance to be different, especially because it's an Iron Man match and it's had this long story between Max and Brian. 
I, I just think it's something that if it went first, it'd be really cool. It'd be different, which which is what AEW is. We're different. Right, exactly. And correct me if I'm wrong, this is the first Iron Man match? No, I think, I think no. Kenny, Kenny and Pac had one. That's right. Didn't Kenny and Brian have one? Didn't Brian have two? They, like they, went, uh, they went the time limit. I don't, it wasn't like an Iron Man, but they went the... I know him and Kenny went the 60-man, or they did the 60-minute limit. And, and then, I think Brian and Paige did it as well. Oh, okay. They went That's 30, right. I think. I, I don't this might I don't know if this is the first like official 60-man Iron Man or 60-minute yeah, Iron Man match. I think Kenny and Pack I think they did. They did a 30-minute one, but I don't think they did 60. Maybe. I think that I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea on the history of this. <laughs> what do you think, Andy? Should they headline this? Are you excited for this? What do you think? I'm I'm very excited for this because one, we know Brian Danielson is probably if probably top two if not number one best wrestler in the world today sure absolutely undoubtable but i think this also gives max like mjf the prove like the chance to prove yeah i'm pretty good at this wrestling thing too like yeah. everybody knows me from my promo when he gets in the ring the dude is magic as well so i think yep. it's going to prove that I, i'm for it going on first but if it goes on last i think we're in for a good surprise at the, a big surprise at the end of the night okay calling your shot what you got yep Boy, could you imagine if Cult of Personality hit at the end of the night? Don't think it happens. Don't think it happens. But but if it did, if it did, oh my gosh, uh, yeah, the the wrestling world would be set on fire <laughs> for sure if that happens. Well, let's talk about the other one that I think you know. Grillo said that a lot of these matches are worried that he go on last. I think the one that has to go on last is John Moxley and Hangman. I like. I think that's it. Like Grillo, man, that is the war to settle the score. If I can borrow the WCW term, <laughs> like that is, this is the one that when this feud started a long time ago, that this is the one we've been looking for. Yeah, no, I agree. And again, not that Max and Brian shouldn't main event. They are, the, no matter where they are in the card, the title match is always the main event. So it doesn't, wherever they are, they will be the main event. But Mox, Mox and Hangman, I think she's going for it just because it's also such a, uh, you know, when you get in those type of matches, sometimes you get in a spot where the crowd gets so up that for the next match or two, they get so down because they were right. so up. And I feel like if you though if you can position it the right way and have them at the end, the crowd can just stay up and then it's and then it's finished. Then it's a great show. Yeah. We go home great because, I mean, those two have been in the main event countless times already. You already know that they can put on main event worthy matches. They do it every time they step in the ring together. So it's, you know, it's, it's an interesting predicament to be in where you have so many matches that can be an event and as well as your title match. But I think it's going to be, those guys are going to kill each other as what we've seen the past few weeks. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited for this whole show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, we talk a lot on this show about, you know, AEW only does their four pay-per-views and is that a good thing or a bad thing or, you know, what have you, they try to make dynamites feel as big as possible, put some bigger matches on dynamite, but they, it seems like, Andy, every single time we get to a pay-per-view preview of AEW, we're sitting here talking about, man, this one might not be as strong as the last one, or this one could be the best ever or whatever, but regardless of what that opinion is, they have stacked this card in such a way that it's like, okay, this one feels big. This yeah. one, it, it might not be as big as double or nothing, but this one has the potential to really rise up. This one, like this pay-per-view feels huge like if it, it feels absolutely huge and i i love 
you know, I'm I'm a I'm a fan of the four pay per views a year because when these pay per views roll around, all four feel special in their own mm-hmm. way. And so this this one, you know, always feels different, but it feels really special. I agree. I think this should be the main event. I've said for weeks. This is this might take my match of the year because it's already your match of the year and it hasn't even happened. Yeah, yet. Like, <laughs> be honest. Okay, I'm a, huge, I'm a huge Moxley Mark. I love John Moxley. Uh, I love Paige, and I love like I'm I I like hardcore matches, but when John Moxley is in a hardcore match, it's like ten times different, and it's yep. it's amazing. And then you know Paige is pretty good at the hardcore matches himself yes, as well. So I'm I'm really excited for this. I will say. This feels like one that Paige absolutely has to win. I agree with that. Like I feel like I feel like Paige need this will really help put Paige back on the level he was when he was world champion. Nothing against Moxley because Moxley is always going to be the guy. Moxley is always going to be at the top of the card. This will really put Paige back where he once was because the fans already love him. They're going to love him. These two go at it. Paige gets the win. We kind of move on from there. I and really Moxley elevates. finally takes his vacation that he Moxley needs. finally takes his break. <laughs> um, I think that's the gimmick now. He's just never going to take the. He's never going to take the vacation. But I, you know, I, I really think this is one that Paige absolutely needs to win. I agree, Grillo. What are your thoughts on uh, Bully Ray's comments that he made? I guess it was last week on Busted Open about Moxley um, getting busted open literally every match and how it it's seemingly getting old, even though that it's his gimmick. What's your take on that? I don't think it's all. I think it's Mox. Mox is a fighter. You know, he doesn't quit until he's literally about to pass out as we've seen. So, I mean, Hey, you know, some people are just, some people are just easy to cut open. It's just how it is. Stacks the devil. You know, Brock, Brock bruises like a peach. He gets cut open all the time. It just happens. And you know what? We went so long without blood in wrestling. Now people are going to complain that we have too much blood. Suck it up. It's cool. You're going to tell me that promo last week with him dripping blood everywhere. While just so screaming great. into the camera wasn't great. I was it's promo of the year already. Yep. You you wonder like you look at a shot like that if you're just like flipping it on, and you see them taking that shot of the stairs that's off of Moxley, and you see all the blood pools that are on the stairs. It's like why are they doing that? But then you realize, you know, the the intensity of the promo and what it yeah. means, and and you know, like Grillo just said, just the way that Moxley is able to convey everything with just this huge gash on his head and he looks like rick flair 10 times over in you know back in the day so it just it's insane i think it's fine for moxley to bleed uh i don't think i would want to do it every week but like grillo said sometimes it just happens and sometimes you can't do anything about it well i think with moxley like because we kind of talked about this last week on the podcast and i got to thinking about it like with moxley not that his matches don't feel important when there's not blood, but when there's blood involved, it feels like it's 10 times important immediately. Yep. When, when he gets busted open or when, you know, he busts open evil Luna who has a mask on and evil is bleeding all over the place as well. Like it just, it adds so much more intrigue to it. And I think it gets people paying attention more when Mox is in the ring yep. because like Moxley is a fantastic wrestler. He's not one of the greatest in ring of all time or whatever, but when the dude gets going and he's like a brawler and a bruiser or whatever, and he's he's that ground and pound, vicious, stiff kind of worker, yep. it looks so amazing with, with him doing it. And when you add blood to that mix even more, I, I'm all for it. Let's talk about a couple of other matches on the card uh, for the AEW Women's Championship. Jamie Hayter, Soraya, and Ruby Soho in a triple threat match. 
you know, you have to wonder, uh, Andy, we've talked about on this podcast all the time about how it just seems like the day is coming where Britt is going to turn on Jamie as Jamie is the champion. Like it just, it just seems like that's going to happen. But I think they've also created a scenario now where this could be the moment that Soraya is able to win the women's championship and yeah. Jamie Hader doesn't get pinned. Like thoughts? Yeah, I don't, I don't think that happens. I think this is, I think Jamie does. I think Jamie wins. I don't think we do the Brit turn yet. Right. But I think this may be where we may see the Ruby turn. Like where Ruby turns on, on Jamie or, you know, we see something. I don't think it's time to put the title on Soraya. I don't think it's time to take the title off of Jamie. She literally just got it and has been killing it as women's champion. Right. Um, and I think the story makes more sense for her to keep that title Brit to do the turn. And then we head to Jamie versus Brit for that title. Like right. that makes the most sense. I don't, I don't see her losing that title. Gorilla, what do you think? I think it's going to be an amazing match. I don't think it even it's, I don't think it's a match where you need a turn either, because I feel like sometimes we get in these situations where we all come up with these ideas of how the match should be. And then when it doesn't happen, we're like, Oh, that sucked. In reality, yeah. it's just not what we wanted. I think you can have that match where it's just a really good match. It's they're returning Saray in her first title shot. And then it's Jamie, the strong champion, who's having banger of matches. And then it's Ruby Soho, who, you know, he's just coming back really from injury, who's been loved by the fans, who's an amazing wrestler. So yeah. there's three great storylines already in there. If you start to add too many, it gets convoluted. And obviously yeah. there's – you know, with it's a triple threat, there's going to be probably outside interference, but I just don't think it even, I don't think right now a, a turn does anything for anyone. I think that's something you can, if you do a turn, you can do it on dynamite or like the next show, but I just think it's going to be a straight up great match where Jamie just proves that like, Hey, I'm the best right now. No one can touch me. Yeah. I think that, I think that's a great point. I do think Jamie comes out with a win on this, mm -hmm. uh, but I, I do think they've, I guess they created a scenario where if they did want to make that happen and still keep Jamie strong for a Brit thing, yeah. then I think Soraya could, they could do that. But again, like you said, if Ruby is turning and going to Soraya's side down the road, it wouldn't make any sense. For Plus I, I think you also have like a built-in feud after this is over. If Jamie does retain, you can just go with Ruby and Soraya like immediately. Like right. those two can go right at it immediately. Right. So I, I think, I think he's right. You don't need a turn at the end. Right. Obviously, I think people are going to be looking for a turn to happen. But if a turn doesn't happen and the, the match, I, I, like you said, is going to be amazing. I think then we can just move on. Jamie goes out. Jamie faces somebody else and we move on with Ruby, you know, going after Soraya. Let's talk about the Fatal 4-Way uh, men's, I guess. Yes, because we just talked about the women, so I'll clarify. <laughs> uh, Fatal 4-Way Tag Team Championship match, the Gun Club, the champions from out of nowhere uh the acclaimed um we saw orange cassidy and Danhausen get added to the match on wednesday and then we've got jeff jarrett and jay lethal grillo thoughts on this match um and whatever you want to share concerning that title switch that we saw a couple weeks ago out of the out of the blue seemingly and and what do you think is going to happen here sorry repeat your question and cut out i lost the feed that's okay um the tag match uh, mm -hmm. Your thoughts on on the turn, or not the turn, but the the belt switch from out of nowhere, seemingly a couple weeks ago, and you know, just kind of what you think is going to happen here. Honestly, I I do not know. Uh, after watching the battle royals and the teams that are now in the ring with with Orange and Danhausen, and obviously you have the acclaimed and you have the guns and Jeff Jarrett and Jay. I don't know. Uh, I feel like that's something that can go any way. 
they're, you know, two of those teams just want a battle royal to get in the match. So they're both hot. You have right. the chance. And then you have the team who just lost the titles and are hungry to get them back. So I don't know whether I don't know what's going to happen with this match. I think it's interesting to have their first defense as uh, a four way because there's I just there's so many things that it's like man they they lost the champions advantage right there. They only have a twenty five percent chance to win this match. So it's like I don't know. I think it's going to be really interesting because it feels like one of those matches where you don't know what's going to happen. Like it can go anybody can win that match. Yep. Andy, do you feel like, because I thought this after Dynamite, do you think it's weird that Orange Cassidy and Dan Housen are in this match? Like, does it seem like, I don't know. Like, I don't, I'm not taking anything away from those guys. Right. But it just, we we had a feeling it was going to be a babyface team yeah. in that fourth spot. But this one just seems not even out of left field, like over the wall, <laughs> on the other street, just out of nowhere. It Kind of. But then again, like, I think these are your sentimental fan favorite, your fan favorite tag team that people are going to get behind is Danhausen and Orange Cassidy. Okay. Obviously, the acclaimed are there, and the acclaimed I think are already behind them. Yeah, yep. like the acclaimed are already like the acclaimed are one of the hottest tag teams in, in professional wrestling right now. They have been for the last year or so. But then you put Orange Cassidy, who fans adore, and Danhausen, who is one of the most entertaining and charismatic wrestlers I've ever seen. You put them together, they're going to be the fan favorite. Honestly, I think I wouldn't be shocked, and they're probably my pick to win is Danhausen and Orange Cassidy really? to win the okay. titles. Um, I don't think they have like a very lengthy reign or whatever, but I could absolutely see them walking away with those titles. Okay, all right. I, think, I think Gun Club retains. Mm, I think yeah. I think if I had to make a pick, I'd pick Gun Club. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know, <laughs> uh, but I think I think I would make that pick. All right, Grillo. Grillo mentioned them earlier. Uh, the people that he fell victim to, um, but we won't hold that against them. The House <laughs> of Black uh, going for the AEW Trios Championships against the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, the Elite. My bosses, um, Grillo. We 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 see where you're leaning here, but but your thoughts on this one? Listen, as long as the Young Bucks and, and Kenny protect their legs coming up the top rope, I think they'll have a small time in this match. <laughs> To stay off the top rope is what oh you're saying. Stay off the top rope. Do not jump at Brody. Do not jump at any of them. Get avoid the top rope. Oh my um, gosh. Listen, I mean, they're they're my employers. They're my bosses. I'm their fill-ins. If they get hurt, I gotta step in. I'm hurt, so I can't do that. So then it's up to Dean. Do we really trust Dean to run the elite? <laughs> I don't know. Boy, he brings up a really good point. That is a good point. No, uh, I'm uh yeah, I'm going with the books. Why Bucks and Kenny? I'm going with the elite. Why wouldn't I? That's yeah, not because I, they signed my paychecks and they put me on YouTube. Uh, honestly, like this, this could also be like there's so many match of the night's potentials. This obviously is right up there at the top of the list. Yep. I think this is everybody knows. Like the Young Bucks are my second favorite tag team behind TSF. Uh, <laughs> actually, my third favorite tag team behind FTR and TSF. So putting that out there. Um, <laughs> I love the Bucks. I love Kenny. This is the time where the House of Black get their flowers and they get their championships, they get their moment, and we are running with them moving forward. Um, which I, I'm looking forward to. Whoever wins, I'm on board with, but I'm I really think this is the moment where House of Black gets the win. Look, as a not as, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn the hat, put the hood up so you can't tell that it's a young buck standing, all right? <laughs> Hear me out. What if the House of Black just like ran through them? 
That's kind yep. of what I was thinking. Yep. But I could what see is- that being a possibility. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't, I mean, you look at the card where we got a stacked card here. What is there? Eight matches or so. Um, it's going to be a long show anyway. And AEW always has something where they shock people with something like that, that kind of match. What if it's this one? Andy, Andy, you just said that it's time for the house of light to get their flowers. What better way <laughs> to push the them elite. to the moon to literally kill the elite? I honestly, I, I could, I, I, I could see it. I could absolutely see it. And I'm on board with it. Like, I think that's, if you want to make them a threat and make them look as strong as you want, yep. as strong as you can, that's the best option is to have that happen. The other two would match- also be fun with a 30 minute banger between the, the six men. Absolutely. But I don't, yeah, oh I my God. I don't think any of us is going to argue with that. Here, um, can you imagine what a match the other two matches on the card, uh, Grillo, quick thoughts on these. Jungle Boy Jack Perry against Christian Cage in a no-holds-barred match. I think there's a stipulation there. Um, and then Jericho and your boy Ricky Starks. What do you think? Dude, I love Ricky. That's going to – so I think those are – so there's so much going on in the card, like so many important things that I feel like some matches might get overshadowed a bit. When you look at Jungle Boy and Christian, that's been something that's been brewing for a very long time and got delayed because of injuries and stuff. But this has been, you know, how long in the making at this point? And this type of match, I think, favor as we've seen, favors Christian because Jungle Boy was too shy to pull the trigger a couple weeks ago at the Concerto. So I think this is where we, like, you know, we, we see a different side of Jungle Boy in this match. So I think that's going to be interesting. And then, you know, Ricky's been through hell with – with everything he had to go through and the gauntlet and Jericho and, and all this stuff that he's having to go through. I think, I don't know who's going to win, but I think it's going to be a great match. I mean, Jericho has proved time and time again, that he can still put on amazing matches and still make people look like a million bucks. And, you know, Ricky's a great wrestler in himself. Um, So I, you know, I think those are, those are two high quality matches right there. Just when you count out Jericho, seems like he always pulls through and just it's like how does he keep doing that yeah it's incredible yeah honestly like we talked about the shock moment of the night i wouldn't be a thousand percent shocked either if christian cage just squashed jungle boy either again again because like i i i think this could be a way that they continue to beat jungle boy down and you know we haven't we yes this feud's been going on for a while but we haven't been able to really dive deeper and deeper into it because of the injury that christian had sure but I mean, I don't think that's going to happen, but I wouldn't be shocked if that happened. Also, I am a thousand percent behind Ricky. Like Ricky beating Jericho yep. at Revolution, please let that happen. Yep. And uh, Ricky, obviously, Ricky needs that moment, that big pay per view win. There's not a bigger pay per view win than beating Chris Jericho. So I absolutely would love to see that happen. Other match I skipped over was Wardlow and Samojo, uh, which is going to be an incredible match for the TNT Championship. The reason that that just popped in my mind is I think a Ricky Starks win here over Jericho should put him in contention for that TNT Championship. I know Powerhouse Hobbs won the ladder match. Uh, what, Grillo? Sorry, your feet cut out. Yeah, I just returned. I I cut out when you said, I'm a 1,000%, and then it cut. And I was like, 1,000% what? What are you 1,000% about? I'm a thousand percent behind Ricky Starks beating Jericho at Revolution. (laughs) So I think um, with Wardlow and with Samoa Joe, I know Powerhouse Hobbs won the the face of the Revolution ladder match, so he's in line for the next shot. But I think this win by Ricky Starks propels him to go win the TNT Championship 
is I think that guy is a guy that should be your TNT champion that should be doing the open challenge type things could be your fighting champion. I think that is a fantastic way to really get him over with the crowd and really sell his abilities and that kind of thing. I, I would go that direction. When you could have honestly, whoever I think Joe probably beats Wardlow. You move on, do Joe and Hobbs have Hobbs win, have Starks come out and go after that TNT title. And we get the proper match between Ricky Starks and powerhouse Hobbs. You can like, do that. Go I let those two go out after that TNT championship. I think that that's fantastic. By the way, that ladder match was ridiculous. Yep. It's very uh, good. Commander. I haven't got to see much of him. He is one of my new favorites now. The dude is legit. Hey, dude, that, that whole match was crazy. Those guys, I, from the second it started, uh, my dad's been down here since I've been hurt, like helping me and stuff, and he's been watching wrestling a lot more. One, since I started, but then two, now that he's been down here. And I looked at him before that match, and I go, you see Sammy over there? He's going to kill himself in this match. He's going to be <laughs> real stupid. And then yeah, sure enough, that was uh... – that Falcon Arrow spot on that ladder was rough. I don't think I don't even think Sammy hit the ladder. I think his head hit the ladder, and that was that was about Ooh. it. But that whole match was insane. I mean, Takeshka is great. <laughs> Excuse me, Takeshka's great. Action Andretti yep. has been you know lightning in a bottle for them. Uh, yep. Commander is absolutely insane. The things that he can do. So it's a fantastic match. I had a coworker that uh, lives out in California and he works remotely. He was there. He was in the front row. He sent me some videos of some stuff and it was just <laughs> seeing it from that angle also was just incredible. Yeah. Uh, what a match kind of sad that they didn't put it on the show, but I guess they have plans for other things. So AEW is also is always very particular in, in how they strategically move things around and place matches and that kind of thing. So I'm not going to argue with them. Would have liked to send it on the pay-per-view, but that's neither here nor there. All right, fellas, that is the pay-per-view. It's this Sunday. Of course, Andy and I will be back with you next week to give you all of our recaps and thoughts and, and all the things. Um, but that that's going to do it for this episode. Mr. Grillo, our you, very Patrick. special guest. Anything else you want to add, man? Plug your stuff, all the things. Oh, you mentioned it before. So, uh, social media, Grillo TSF on Twitter and Instagram, uh, prowrestlingtees.com backslash tag TSF. Uh, please as well, while you're there, like you said, 20% off, buy their shirts as well. Don't forget yeah. to subscribe on all their platforms as well. Uh, Got to, uh, you know, it's, it's a long, I still have a long ways to go, but some interesting things are going to be popping up in the next few weeks. Chris, I believe you know one of them. We've, we've talked about it off air. Um, so yeah, just some exciting things, just trying to get life back to normal, um, or a new normal, I guess. But yeah, thank you for having me on. Absolutely, man. You're always welcome on the show. Whenever you want to come on, you just let us know. Um, we, uh, no secret. We have been planning to have you on at some point very soon. You and Hunter, we love having you guys together. Hunter couldn't make it today. We love having you guys together. And then you posted on social media, like, Hey, I'm available to do shows. I might be hurt, but I can still talk. And I'm like, well, <laughs> duh, come on, let's go. Um, so it's fantastic. It's always great to get your perspective. Such a smart guy um and been trained up so well and and just knows his stuff so we always Thank appreciate you. the time that we can spend together uh make sure you follow him as he said 
Argrillo TSF. Hunter Knott is at H Knott. That's K-N-O-T-T 12. Make sure you follow them. The best tag team in the world, TSF. If you haven't watched their matches, guys, go check them out. Uh, Andy wouldn't support the shirt if it wasn't uh, if it wasn't good. Yeah. Uh, it's fantastic stuff. So we love their stuff in CCW and all the other places. AEW, clearly, uh, they go do things in. So just fantastic stuff. Thanks for hopping on with us. For Mr. Andy York, my name is Chris Belcher. Make sure that you follow us on social media. Our social media handles are here at the bottom of the screen. Follow us. Uh, our podcast is at PBW Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Buy a t-shirt. Subscribe to the feed. Leave us a five-star review. We would appreciate it very much. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for this edition of Bomb Wrestling Podcast. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. We will catch you guys down the road.